Welcome to Gateway Church Cymru, a church where anyone can be transformed by the story of Jesus. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word.
uh, revelation gift, which is the discerning of spirits. And this is a bit of, quite a bit of a deep subject, so please don't switch off. It's a deep subject, but it's, the, it's in the Bible, and you know, the Bible encourages us that we have to know the whole word of God. The whole word of God is profitable for all of us is to instruct us. You know, we, uh, on a Sunday, I don't want to just preach what, what, whatever I fancy or what might tickle your ears. You know, as, as a pastor, the Lord has called me to preach the whole counsel of God to us, and, and this is included in this, and we need to know it. It is for our good that we understand this, and it might be a bit of a difficult subject, but that's why I prayed this morning. I've been praying all week for the Holy Spirit to just help us this morning, to receive his word, to help us so that we might know his word, and we might be built up, and that we might be encouraged. So this is the subject we come into this morning, this gift, the discerning of spirit, or the distinguishing between this of the spirits as it says in the NIV translation and this is the third and the final gift of the revelation gifts the word of wisdom the word of knowledge and the discerning of spirits and these come as they are revealed from the heart and the mind of the Lord these come from the Lord I know like the other gifts this gift this gift gives us insight into the spiritual realm I don't know about you but I'd like to to have more insight into the spiritual realm. You know, I believe that many Christians are just living on this natural realm. We live in, in the natural so often, but we're a spiritual people. We're spirit, soul, and body. As the Bible instructs us, we're a spiritual people. And, you know, we need to realize this, that the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit have, have been given to us so that we can see into the spiritual realm, to see what God is doing. Now, the distinguishing or the discerning of spirits it has a bit more of a limited range than the other two revelation gifts. It's a bit more of a limited range compared to the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge. This gift, the gift of discerning of spirits, is restricted to one specific area. It's not to a lot of areas. This gift is given for one specific area. It's kind of like a telescope. You know, I don't know if any of you ever looked out of a telescope or have a telescope. A telescope is created, its function, its purpose is to zoom in on the stars and on the planets and on the moon. That is its sole purpose, a telescope, is to look out beyond what we can see in the natural. That's what a telescope's purpose is. And this is this gift as well. This gift is like a telescope. It's, it's to zone in on this one specific area. Now this gift, it's entirely supernatural. From start to finish, this gift is entirely supernatural, just like speaking in other tongues is, is supernatural. And this, this gift is different from the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge because its source and its focus is on the spiritual. It's different from the word of knowledge and wisdom because its source and its focus is completely on, on the supernatural. And that's why it's included in the name. That's the, the, the name gives it away discerning of spirits discerning of spirits its focus is on spirit now we must remember first of all this morning that this isn't discernment okay this is not discernment this is the discerning of spirits there is a difference between being discerning and discerning of spirits you know there is no such gift as the gift of discernment to know what is going on in the situation there's no such gift this is the gift of discerning of spirits and it's a revelation gift and we see that this gift is completely supernatural in operation but this gift is supernatural in what it reveals okay this gift is supernatural in what it reveals 
You know, the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge, it's supernatural because it comes from God. We, re, uh, we receive part of the Lord's heart or his mind on a situation that's going on. But the things that a word of wisdom or word of knowledge reveal often have to do with things in the natural, things that are going on in our lives, our situation, you know, things that we can see, things that are happening to us. But we see that the discerning of spirits is supernatural insight into the secret realm of spirits. It's a supernatural insight into the realm of the spirits. Now, the Bible teaches us that there are three kinds of spirit. There are three kinds of spirit. There, are the divine, there is the divine, the Holy Spirit. There is the divine. There is the satanic. And there is the human spirit. There's the satanic spirits. There is the divine and the human spirit. And the discerning of spirits, it's a gift given by the Holy Spirit to see beyond the outward appearance and to have a revelation to discern what spirit is at work. So basically, it is a gift from the Holy Spirit to help us see what is causing this manifestation, what is causing this miracle, what is causing this person to behave or act in this way. It's to see, is this a human spirit that's, that's moving? Is it a satanic spirit that's doing all these things? Or is it the Holy Spirit who is moving in somebody's life or in somebody's situation? This gift discerns whether it is a human spirit, a, a demonic spirit, or a Holy Spirit. And we see that the first two of these three kinds of spirit are supernatural. They're divine and satanic. We can't see them in our natural selves. We can't see them with our own human eyes. We can't see these things. We need the Lord's eyes to see if it is satanic or if it is God at work. The human spirit is obviously natural. It's natural. That spirit is natural. But the gift of discerning of spirits is to distinguish what supernatural powers are motivating certain actions. What's causing that person to behave in that way? What's causing that person to act in that way? Why are they doing that? Why are they saying that? This gift helps us to see if it is God at work. If it is just us as human, if we are just doing these things, if it is just flesh stirring things up within the church or, or trying to, us trying to get attention, or it helps us to see if it is actually Satan, if he's working, if he's behind the scenes in different situations. Now, we don't need this gift to, to distinguish or to see the work of, of human hands. We, don't, we can notice if there's somebody doing it, if somebody's stirring this up. There's a lot of telltale signs to see if there's somebody operating in their own in their own spirit if it is their own flesh but we need this gift to see is it god at work is it the enemy that is at work in this situation what is at work and i believe the church needs this gift more than ever in the time in which we are living in these last days where the bible says there will be false teachers false prophets There'll be many different people who say that they, you know, performing miraculous signs in the name of God, but they're actually sent from Satan. The church needs this more than ever. All you have to do, I'm sure you're aware of this, is turn on God TV and you can see some of the things that happen. That is not God. A lot of the things that are happening within the church are not God. I'm not denying that, the, you know, I believe with all my heart that God is moving, that God is performing miracles, but we need to discern, is this God in this situation? Or is it not? And we need this gift. To be able to do this and this gift this is not something that we can come up with with our own intellect we need god this is a gift from the holy spirit to help us see in these things you know i've also got to say this morning that there are a lot of people who are caught up in in this in the time in which we're living in in good spirits or evil spirits there are a lot of people who are 
I don't know if you've seen on TV, there's so much things about ghost hunting and all these weird things, you know. People think that ghosts are, 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 are people who have died and are just floating around. There is no such thing. That is a lie from the enemy. There is only the Holy Spirit, evil spirits, or human spirits. There is no such thing as ghosts or all these other things. It, it is a lie from the enemy. It is demonic spirits at work. And we need to realize that. That we need to realize that this morning. That the source of that is from Satan himself. And so we need to, I believe the church needs to more than ever, be able to discern. What is at work in this situation? What is at work in that person's life? What is at work? You know, the, these miracles and things that we see happening. A lot of it is, is man-made. Unfortunately today, people are, are counterfeiting the things of God. You know, when God moves, when he works, you know. We'll know straight away when God is at work. You know, but the enemy also, he likes to, to move and perform false acts and all these different things. We need to discern as the body of Christ. We need this gift of discerning of spirit. So we're going to look at this morning a few things, a few common mistakes regarding this gift and how we are to use this gift. Okay, how this gift is used and how it is uh, used in and through the body of Christ. So first of all, the first mistake is that distinguishing of spirits or discerning of spirits is not and must not be looked at as a type of spiritual mind reading. It's not spiritual mind reading, okay? This gift isn't so given to us as the church so we can read other people's minds to see what is going on in other people's life, to see if that action is a, an evil action or if it's a good action. It's not to be good mind readers, okay, this morning. It's not for that. But it's help, to help us to see what is at work, what spirit is at work behind all of these things. You know, this gift isn't given. It's not the discerning of character or of heart, but it's the discerning of spirits. This gift isn't given to see if somebody is, you know, living in, um, in a moral way or if somebody's living right. It's not to distinguish whether somebody is a good, has good character or not. This gift is given to discern what spirit is at work in that person's life or in, this, in these situations. So it is not spiritual mind reading. That's the first mistake. Number two, the second mistake is the discerning of spirits is not a natural gift. You know, some people are very good at discerning natural characteristics. Some people have got an eye to see natural ability and people who have got good charisma and gifting and all these things. This gift is not natural in that sense. You know, some people can spot talent from a mile away. Some people can spot gifting from a mile away. And that's great and that's fantastic. But this is not that. Discerning of spirits is not just to recognize all these things. It is not a natural gift, but it comes to help us, comes from the Lord to help us to discern spirits. Thirdly, the final mistake that is often brought up with this gift is that the discerning of spirits is not the power to discover faults in others. You know, unfortunately, people ask for the gift sometimes, and you know, it's not, it's not to build up the church. They want these gifts so they can pick faults in other people. But that is not what this gift is given for. This gift is not to find fault in other people or see who's not living right. You know, it's not a way to lord over other people and see who's correct and who's not correct and to correct other people. You know, the Bible tells us that we are not to judge. There is only one judge and his name is Jesus Christ. He is the judge. We are not to judge. The Bible says, Jesus himself said in Matthew 7, do not judge or you too will be judged. You know, and there's too much judgment within the body of Christ. There is too much criticism within the body of Christ. I'm not talking about those who need correction. I'm not talking about that. There is far too much criticism. 
You know, as the people of God, we need to be filled with the love and grace of God. We need to be filled with mercy for one another. We need to help one another and encourage each other, not criticize one another. You know, and this gift is not for that, to discover faults in others. You know, I thank God this morning that the Bible is not just a book that we can read. Or, or, and I just thank God this morning that the Bible doesn't just inform us about these gifts. But the Bible shows us practically how these gifts are used as well. Aren't you glad of that? That this is a living word and it shows us and it instructs us. It doesn't give us just information. It shows it happening in the practical. I don't know about you, but I need that sometimes. How, you know, it's great to have, receive all this theory, but it's like, how is this practically outworked then? How can this be outworked in my own life? You know, and thank God this morning that the Bible is full of that. The Bible practically guides us in every area of our lives. It gives us examples of people who have been used by God in all these different areas that, that is for our good and for to help us. And the Bible does it for the, for the gifts of the Spirit and for this gift as well. There are many examples within the Word of God that shows us how the Holy Spirit use people in this gift and how we too can be used in this gift how the holy spirit will use us in this gift as well so we're going to find out a few ways this morning and the first way that the holy spirit we see it in the bible the first way in the, which this gift is given and shows us how to operate this gift is given to help in delivering the afflicted oppressed and tormented as you can see on the screen behind me there's two bible verses mark chapter 5 verse 5 Luke chapter 9, verse 39. And we see Jesus, he's our ultimate example, but he moves and operates in this gift. He is able to discern what spirit is at work. And we see that in the situation with the de demon-possessed man. We see that Jesus is our ultimate example. And he moves and operates in this. And he is able to discern what gift and what, or what spirit is at operation. You know, demon possession is a very real thing. A demon possession isn't just something that happened in Bible times. It happens today. It happens today. It happens all over the world. And you see it particularly in, you know, in these third world countries. People are very demon possessed. But it even happens down this road. There are people who are gripped by the enemy. By, by demon. They are gripped by the, the powers of darkness. There is a bond over their lives that has bound them. That they can't break free of. There is an addiction. There is a habit that's opened up the door. To allow the enemy to come into their lives and grip them and use them for his evil purposes. You know, we must realize that as well as a church, that not every person who might come through these doors, who might act a little bit crazy, is not demon is demon possessed. Not every person who walks through these doors who might be a little bit crazy or who might have some issues, they aren't demon possessed. But we re must realize that it does happen. It is a very real thing. And you know, we as the body of Christ. We need to minister to that. We need to discern what spirit is at work. But thank God, we're not, only to, we're not only able to discern by the power of God, we're not only able to discern what spirit is at work, but God is able to use us to minister to those needs, to break the power of, of, uh, of Satan over people's lives. You know, Jesus says he has been given all authority, and he's given us authority in his name by his spirit to cast out demons, to do all these different things. I wonder when was the last time you seen an exorcism in church? <laughs> I can't remember the last time I seen that happening. I you know we don't, it's not something that, that we want to you know delve in or get fix it fixed on, but it's something we need to be aware of, and it's something we need to realize as well that we have the victory because we're on Jesus' side. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be fearful. But we need to seek the Lord and say, Lord, fill me, empower me, help me 
to overcome this. You know, we see that that people today are gripped by this. And this gift, the discernment of spirits, helps us to see those who are afflicted, those who are bound by the enemy, and it helps us to see in our realm. And then we're able to pray and seek the Lord and ask him to, to empower us, to help us, to minister to those who are bound and afflicted. You know, there are many people within our community who are bound by the enemy, and we need to pray for that. We need to pray for that. We need to be so filled with the Holy Spirit that we're able to be able to minister into those needs. So this gift is given to help us discern those who are afflicted, those who are bound by the enemy. Secondly, this gift is given to discover a servant of the devil. It helps us to see if somebody is really of God or if actually they're being used by some, something else or someone else. You know, we see this in, in Acts chapter 13, the apostle Paul. He was filled with the Holy Spirit and he set his eyes on Elymas, the sorcerer. There was a guy who was a sorcerer who was performing all these wicked acts. And Paul, because he was so filled with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit came upon him and he was able to discern the spirit that was at work in this situation. And we see that he calls him a child of the devil. He calls him a child of the devil. And this wasn't just a simple case of discovery. It was of deliverance as well. But you know what we've noticed in this guy's life, this Elymas's life, is that he'd opened up himself to Satan and to his powers. And he was willing to be used by these demonic powers. And Paul, because he was filled with the Holy Spirit, he was able to see that. He was able to discover that this guy, this guy is a Satan. This is wrong. This guy is being used by the enemy. So that is given. We see that the Lord punishes Elymas in the end. He's punished with a terrible punishment of blindness because of his evil acts. So we see that, that this gift is given to discover a servant of Satan. Thirdly, this, given, this gift is given to help in stopping the plans of the enemy. How many of you would like to see the enemy's plans stopped? I know I would. I, you know, I pray for that. God, help me to stop. Help me, use me, give me, open my eyes, spiritual eyes. Fill me with this gift so that I might stop the enemy's plans. You know, we see this in Acts chapter 16. The apostle Paul, he was going around preaching. He was performing miracles. He was doing all these things, proclaiming the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. But there was, this, there was this young Roman girl this, in Philippi, and she was following him around, mocking him, mocking him, and she was possessed by Satan himself. And after many days, Paul had had enough of this, but he discerned that actually this wasn't just a, a loudmouth girl who was just shouting around. This was actually the enemy trying to stop the work of Paul from proclaiming the good news of Jesus. I know Paul, he called her a messenger of Satan. And he was able then, as he prayed, as he was filled with the Spirit, he was able to cast out this demon from this girl. He was able to cast out this evil spirit. You know, this evil spirit was at work to stop the work of the Lord. It was at work to stop the work of the Lord. But thank God that our God is power, more powerful. Our God has won the victory. And that Jesus, that day we see that Paul was filled with the Spirit and was able to cast out that evil spirit. And we see that that woman, that girl was delivered. Totally delivered. And, you know, thank God for that. You know, this girl hadn't opened up her life to the enemy, but the enemy came and controlled her, but she was totally set free by the Lord. You know, and even this morning, you know, when the Lord begins to do things, when the Lord begins to work in your life or in situations, I can guarantee it that you'll also be aware that the enemy won't be happy with that. And the enemy will do anything he can to stop the work of the Lord in your life. And, you know, sometimes we can be caught off guard, it's like, uh, caught off guard and it's like, God, why is this happening to me? 
Why am I going through this? I'm on fire for you. I know your presence, but why is this happening? It's because we have a very real enemy who wants to stop the Lord working within our lives. But thank God this morning that our God has won the victory and we're on victory side. And you know, sometimes I think, yeah, Lord, I'd rather have that. I'd rather have you working on my side than us just going through the motions. The enemy will do anything he can to stop the purposes of God. But I thank God, oh God, that he has won, that he has been defeated and that he will never have the victory because Jesus has won the victory. And even for your life this morning, maybe you've come here this morning and you feel like the enemy's worked in your life. You no longer have any faith. You feel like the enemy's been working in your life. Know this morning as you call upon the Lord, he is able to bring you through. He's able to give you victory in your situation. And you know, the enemy only ever works in those who he knows the hand of the Lord is upon. You know, when God's hand is upon your life, the enemy wants to stop that. You know, those who are just happy to cruise through this Christian life, they never really seem to struggle or find any difficulty. But those who God's hand is upon, they'll always find the, the, the enemy is always close by to try and stop it. But thank God, Jesus has won the victory. And he did in that situation. There. So this gift is given to stop the plans of the enemy. Fourthly, this gift is given to expose the lies of the enemy. It's given to expose the lies of the enemy. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1, you can read these in your own time. And 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, the Bible tells us there are seducing spirits. There are lying spirits. There are doctrines of the devil. There are, there are heresies that are happening. You know, unfortunately today, there are many wolves in sheep's clothing. Many wolves in sheep's clothing. And many of those are on pulpits even today. Speaking in the name of the Lord. Proclaiming that they know the Lord, but living like devils. Doing awful things, preaching lies, preaching things that aren't in the word of God. You know, I thank God that this church has always been a church that has stood on the word of God, that has not tolerated any false doctrine or nonsense. And I pray that we will continue to be that, that we will continue to stand on this word. This word is our ultimate authority. This is what we build our lives upon. This is the word that we proclaim. This is the word that changes lives. And we don't alter from it. You know, this word will convict people. You know, you've, you, might, you might say this morning, this church isn't that large. It's because maybe, because maybe we are preaching the truth and maybe people don't like it as much. Unfortunately, many people today would rather go to a bigger church where they hear messages that just suit their lives, that helps them to continue living in sin and any way they want. But we're not going to do that at this church. We're a church that stands on the word of God. We're a church that preaches the word of God. We're a church that is led by the word of God. And we're not going to give in to that. And we won't tolerate it. No matter how nice it sounds, no matter how many people might come, we want to preach the truth in love. We want to preach the truth that we might see people come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. You know, there are many lies. And this gift helps us to see and to hear and to know, is this real or is this a lie? This gift helps us to know, is this of God or is this of the enemy? This, help, this gift helps us, and the church needs it today. Young Christians need this today. So many young Christians are so led astray by cool things and catchy things. We just need the word of God. I'm not saying about boring things. We just need the truth. Jesus was full of truth and of grace. He ministered in love, but he never shook, turned away from his message, which is of repent. The kingdom of God is near. You know, unfortunately today, many churches have stopped preaching repentance. 
Many churches today have stopped preaching about hell. Many churches today stopped taking communion. Many churches today stopped preaching about the second coming. Because these aren't cool things. These aren't things that, that hype us up. But we at Gateway Church, we're going to be a church that preaches the whole word of God. Everything in it. Because it is all profitable for us. It is all for our good. Every single word in this Bible is God-breathed. Even the things in Leviticus that are hard to read and hard to understand, it is for our good. It is God-breathed. Every word in this Bible is God-breathed for our good, for the building up of the people of God. And we're going to stand on this word. And this gift, the gift of discerning of spirits, helps us to discern, is this God? Is this God? Or is this the enemy who is at work? Finally, this gift helps us to unmask demon miracle workers. You know there are many who go around performing miracles proclaiming that the Lord's doing them, or actually satanic. It's from the enemy. You know, wherever there is the truth, you'll always, not far behind, you'll find the false as well. You'll always find it, but this gift helps us to realize, yeah, this is of God. This miracle is of God. That healing is totally of God. This is not of flesh. This is not man-made. This is not of the enemy. This is God at work in this situation. This is God at work. You know, as a church, we need to be fully equipped. We need every single one of these gifts more than ever in our time so that we might be able to know the spirit that is at work. Is this God? Is this of the enemy or is this of man-made? We need that more than ever. And as we come to a conclusion this morning, we need to remember that it's the spirits themselves and not the persons that need to be challenged. We want to see people People who might be demon-possessed or all these different things, they're still people. They're still loved by God, and it's the spirit that's at work in them. And we need to challenge the spirit and not the person. We want to see the person saved, the person delivered, the person set free. We need to challenge the spirit, not the person. And, you know, that's why as a church, we need to be so full of the Holy Spirit. That's why we need the Holy Spirit to be able to minister in his way that we will see God working and delivering and, and casting out and moving and all these things. We need God in us. You know, the church has become so weak. We've become so self-dependent. We need every single one of these gifts. We need the Holy Spirit at work amongst us once again so we can distinguish what is real and what is of God. And you know, that's why this morning I wanted us to even read Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but we're wrestling this morning against principalities and powers that are work that we can't see in the natural, but we need the spirit to open up our eyes to see that we need to discern, God, this isn't a God at work, or this is the enemy at work. We need God to move again. We need God to move, and we need to open up our eyes and get ready. You know, as believers this morning, we're involved in a very real battle, a spiritual battle, and we need to start engaging, and we engage in that not by fighting in flesh and blood, by calling upon the Lord, by seeking his face, by interceding. That's how we win the battle. We win the battle on our knees every single time. If you are going through a difficulty or situation, or you might feel even the enemies at work within a situation within your own life, the battle is always won on your knees. Come before the Lord. I can give you all the advice uh, that, you, that you want to hear, but the, the ultimate advice is just seek the Lord. Just call upon the Lord. Seek his face because he will bring you through it. You know, this gift is given, and we need this gift so that we might see the power of the enemy broken. 
I wonder this morning, how many of you want to see the power of the enemy broken over our community, over our nation? We need to see Jesus at work. We need to see the Holy Spirit at work. We need the church to rise up in the power of the Spirit so that we might see the kingdom of darkness driven back and the kingdom of light advancing. And on Mr. Yabalam and Sunday, you know, our, our community is a community that's been so gripped by drugs and alcohol, family breakdown. And, you know, we might say, you know, this is a tough area or, you know, maybe why has God placed us in this area? I believe this is the perfect area, the perfect area, because when people are set free, those who have been bound for so long, people can only say, it must be God. You know, I can't wait to see those who have been so bound and so gripped by the enemy for years and years, totally set free. Even those next door, our church building, I long for that and I believe for that. You know, wouldn't it be amazing to see this community flourishing? Wouldn't it be great to hear stories on the news of, of what God is doing in this community instead of all the awful things of the crimes and the murders and all these different things happening? Wouldn't it be amazing to see all those people who were bound by the enemy set free and being used by God? God has placed us here. This is why we are here. We, we can't wait for Hillsong Church to come or Brooklyn Tabernacle to come or other people to come. God has placed you and me here to be filled with the Spirit, to go and make a difference, to bring the authority of Christ into our community. And you know, as I said, it is not by might, it is not by power, it's by the Spirit. We need His Spirit at work in our lives. And as a church, you might say, yeah, I'm too old. There's not many of us. I think this is the perfect, you know, we're in the perfect condition. Reading with the story of Gideon. God cut down that army of Gideon, didn't he? Until it was only 300, but they overtook those hundreds of thousands. They defeated all those enemies. There might be a few of us here this morning. We might be weak, we might be tired, we might be old, but with God in us and through us, we could see this community and this nation transformed. And all God is looking for is just available hearts. And just saying, God, I need you. I need your spirit. Fill me. Lord, I pray, pour out your gift upon my life. We can't demand it. We just open up ourselves and say, Lord, would you pour out your gift? And as he determines, he will give us and use us in all of these gifts. You will be able to use us so that we would see his name exalted and his kingdom advance. Amen. Shall we pray? Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you this morning that we're on victory's side. We thank you, Jesus. You have won the victory, that you are alive, that you're coming again, Lord. Lord, that you have defeated the power of Satan, Lord God, that you have overcome hell, Lord God, that you are alive this morning. And Lord, we thank you that by your grace, by your love, we belong to you, Lord. Lord, I pray this morning that you would just fill us with your spirit. And Lord, that you would pour out your gifts upon us, Lord. Lord, that we might see this church built up, that we might see... Lord, the kingdom of darkness driven back, Lord. We pray for the enemy's grip over our community to be broken in Jesus' name. Those who are bound this morning, we ask in Jesus' name to be set free, Lord. Lord, those who are bound by alcohol and drugs, Lord. Those who are committing adultery this morning, we pray, would you set them free in Jesus' name? Would you move in our community again, oh God? By your spirit, would you use us and fill us, Lord? Here, a gateway, would you use us to reach our community, Lord? Lord, fill us, we pray. Lord, so that your name would be exalted, Lord. That your name would be praised throughout the streets. That salvation would be a regular occurrence, oh God. Lord, we're asking this for your glory, Lord. So, Lord, we thank you and we ask this in Jesus' name. Thanks again for listening to this podcast. 
To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. For more content from Gateway and to connect with us, go to gatewaychurchcumry.co.uk. Have a great day.